it's gone. It's a grand slam. And that's the ball game. This is the Prospects Baseball Show, your inside look at the boys and girls of summer. Here's your hosts, Dean Millard and Jordan Blundell. Hello there and welcome to the Prospects Baseball Show. My name is Dean Millard and as usual, uh, my good friend and uh, co-host Jordan Blundell is with me. And you're wearing a toque right now. Yeah, it started snowing out there. Yeah, I heard it was snowing. But there's something underneath that toque. Yeah. Let's see what it is. Let's take a peek. Yeah, let's do the big reveal. It's a reveal. It's pink, baby. Yeah. For a good cause. Tell it us about is. why you went pink. Yeah. Um, so I'm going pink uh, in support of the Children's Wish. Um, they are doing what's called the hair massacre. Mm-hmm. So you'll may, you maybe see some, some people wearing pink all over the city. Uh, basically what that's, uh, in support of are, are kids that, um, aren't doing so well health wise and, and the ability to, to bring some smiles, uh, to their faces and, and help their family out a little bit and, and create some memories. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's something that's important to, to me uh, as a, as a human, uh, I'm grateful for the opportunity with uh, with with the help of the Edmonton Prospects to put together a donation page to have the support to you know get this on all the prospects Twitter and social. We're we're going to try and raise as much money mm-hmm. as we can. Um, we did uh, we did some work with the Children's Wish a couple summers ago when we had our Star Wars night. Uh, so to get the licensing for those super cool jerseys, we did uh, part of the deal is is picking a charity to work mm-hmm. with. Um, so. I was allowed to kind of go out there and, and pick one and uh, I met up with the children's wish. I really like the idea behind what they're doing and all the hard work that they're doing. And, um, you know what, man, like baseball is a kid's game. It's a fun game. You, you know, at our level, sometimes we don't smile as much as we should. And, and we, for me, I am on the inside a lot. I might look stoic sometimes, but, um, something that our players love is when the kids are around playing catch before the games and, yeah, I just remember what it was like to be a kid, and, and I'm I'm really lucky that I get to be involved with this sport day to day because it's a kid's game, and um, so it's an opportunity for the Edmonton prospects to help out. Um, did the pink hair dye yesterday? Homer was helping me out. Nice. Um, you know, I, I couldn't have done this without my man Homer, and uh, so we get it shaved off or some sort of hair hair cut February 21st at West Ed. So that'll be kind of a big deal. Uh, we've got some pretty cool video coverage we're going to put out, Dino. Um, check us out on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook. Uh, follow along with what, what's going on uh, with the Hair Massacre and with what we're doing to help support that cause. Um, we got some really cool, interesting, unique stuff coming out. So I'm we're looking excited. forward to that. Yeah, dude. Uh, I am. I'm, I'm pumped about this show today. Uh, I like that we're talking with a lot of different coaches at uh, you know different levels. Today we're going to have Todd Hubka from the Prairie Baseball Academy in Lethbridge uh, going to join us and chat about you know recruiting and the type of baseball player he's looking for. He's also 
uh, scout for the Minnesota Twins. So uh, we'll find yeah. out. Um, you know, does he look for the same type of player for the Twins as he does for himself? I, I would imagine you would if you're a smart scout, right? You know, you're not yeah, saying, yeah. This guy's I don't want be a that first guy. Round. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't want that guy. Totally. He's too good. Yeah. Um, we'll find out the best bets on Mookie bets uh, going mm. on right now. A lot of rumors on that. You will give us some uh, player signings for the Edmonton Prospects, yeah, and we're going to give you some details. We're just going to let you know about some fantasy baseball, a fantasy baseball league Um I think that you're going to want to be a part of. So uh, that's all coming up. If you want to get in touch with us, it's easy. At Prospects Pod on Twitter, at Jordan Glendale 4, at Duck Millard, or at EDM Prospects. On Instagram, Prospects Baseball Show. On Facebook, Prospects Baseball Show. And you can email us, prospectsbaseballshow at gmail.com. And of course, Get all your needs at prospectsbaseballshow.ca and keep up with everything going on with the team, including how much money they're raising at prospectsbaseballclub.com. And you may be uh, listening or watching this on uh, 12OunceSportsRadio.com. Big thanks to them uh, for allowing us to put our show on their platform. They have uh, a great deal of cool guests, uh, cool hosts, live shows, live sports, they really do have it all at 12 ounce sports. Uh, but right now, let's get it going and go around the horn. Hey, bada, 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 so win, bada. Got him looking at the curveball. Let's go around the horn and get the big news in baseball. Okay, so the big news in baseball is what the hell is going on with, with Mookie Betts, in my opinion. Like, I. I don't know. Lots of free agency has already happened. Pitchers and catchers are reporting next week. Is this, you know, the 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 Astros scandal seems to have maybe dissipated a little bit. They hired a, a GM. Yeah, we'll get to but that in a bit. It, yeah, is this the the big story in baseball right now? Uh, what's going on with Mookie Betts and what, what's the best bet where bets will go? Well, let's break it down. The 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 rumors have the Dodgers, the Padres, mm-hmm. and the Braves involved uh, I, i'm always optimistic that there's that the mystery runner? team who's the front runner out of those three? uh for me it's the dodgers yeah. um then if, braves or padres for me it's the braves then okay. the padres okay. i think all three teams have pieces that they can they can use to acquire mookie bats uh mookie is an acquirable player all these teams have what it takes to get him now what it takes to get him I don't know if that leaves their cupboard bare. Perhaps it does. Perhaps it doesn't. For me, uh, when I look at the Dodgers, I think that they can make this move and and not completely clean everything out. I think they have a really strong farm system with a lot of top end talent that they could they could handle two or three of those players not being there anymore and really not miss a beat. And that that's kind of the Dodgers, uh, the the evil empire of the West. That's the Dodgers right now. They have those pieces. Just really quickly, why are the Dodgers and the Yankees so good at spending money and developing? I mean, there's a ton of teams in Major League Baseball that don't have the uh, the budget that the Dodgers and the Yankees do, and they don't have the the scouting either. Like I I don't like you. It, it seems you should be like, well, we're going to spend a lot of money, but we're going to suffer in development. The Dodgers and the Yankees seem to be two teams that do both really well. They can shell out a lot of cash, and they're continually turning up all-star players. Yeah, they're restocking every year. Um, uh, good decision-making. 
um, good development, good development pieces in place at the lower levels to provide uh, the right environment, the right training opportunities. Um, they have the money to pay, perhaps invest in players that are asking for more money. Okay. Um, that other teams will pass on because they don't at see the draft. The, yeah, yeah, perhaps, and and they don't see the value at that time. And and the Yankees and the Dodgers have the ability to exceed what some other teams are willing to go to on okay. players, so that yeah. helps. Um, and they've been able to insulate themselves from um, superstar players perhaps leaving on contract or, or not performing as well as they can. They're able to replace them with younger players coming up. It's so vital in baseball to have a continuous flux of youth mm-hmm. moving and pushing up into the lineup, uh, which both teams have. You know, honestly, I think it's a, a, a touch cyclical. Uh, at one point, the Red Sox were doing this. It seems like they're on the down now with the Mookie Betts, and perhaps this trade will help stockpile for the next few years. Um, you know, we see the Astros, they've got players coming. Um, and at some point here in the next two, three, four years, some of their players will be older, won't be as valuable. Um, and they'll have, to, they'll get tested to see whether they can continuously do this. So, um, yeah, it's amazing. Honestly, there's a, there's a lot to be said about doing a good job in the international free mm-hmm. agent market. Um, you know, the, the, that's the, where that international slot machine yeah, money comes yeah, they, from, right? They, Tokens to the casino. That yeah, I they bring their laptops. Week. They, they <laughs> hang out in the lounge in Macau and <laughs> just, yeah, they just pull on the one arm band complete lottery. Right. Yeah, so, yeah. um, yeah, you know, honestly, I don't know how they're able to do it year in, year out. Um, once you get it rolling, it's easier to keep it rolling. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to, to, to break that threshold. And there's a lot of teams just trying to break that threshold. So Mookie Betts to the Dodgers. How do you feel about that? Do you well, know? Mookie Betts, uh, Mookie Betts is twenty-seven years old. So he's. Would you say that's a prime for a yeah, major league baseball player? I think he's probably player? got four or five like big time years left. Right. I don't know. I'm leery on trading a guy like Gavin Lux in a Mookie Betts deal, but Mookie Betts is in the prime of his career, and as leery as I am about trading uh, a Gavin Lux. I know that the Dodgers have more guys on the way. And when yeah. we just talked about them being able to do that, I mean, they, they got it a bunch of their team last year, including a guy in Yasiel Puig, who was a prospect that they had developed. So I'm, I'm not, I'm not concerned terribly. Like I would not want to be, um, dealing some of the pitching that they have coming. And as much as I like Gavin Lux, for a 27-year-old Mookie Betts, I would include him in the deal. Would yeah, you? I, I don't think they need to. And and as far as the rumors really? are concerned, he, Why, he hasn't been mentioned. I thought, I know he was mentioned when they were talking to the Indians. Right? Yeah, when, and you know what? You know why that probably is? Because Lindor's got an extra year on his okay. contract. Uh, so so the price think, goes up. You don't think the Dodgers are going to have to give up Lux to no. get Mookie Betts? Then I'm all in. But, you know, but whatever let, it takes. Well, like I said, I, I'm, I'm not touching some of the pitching that the yeah. young well, pitching they're looking that they at have. The, yeah, Dustin May and you got Gonsolin. Like, I'm not touching Walker Bueller. Like, I'm no, not. He's, he's it, not in the vault. You know what I mean? Like, yep. I don't want to go there. He's established. You know, he's not going Julio anywhere. Urias, maybe, a, a, you know, I'm, I'm leery to trade left-handed Dodger pitchers. Um, yeah. You know, they've had some good ones. They've had some good Fernando. ones uh, from from Mexico, especially yeah. right. So, um, if they don't touch their pitching, I'm more okay with you, it. You know what? You you make you're making a great point to how deep this organization is because they don't need to do Bueller, they don't need to do Urias, they don't need to do Lux. They still have they have a top catcher that Kelbert Ruiz. Mm-hmm. They've got Jeter Downs. They've got Gonsolin. They've got May. There's four guys right there. You don't need to give up 
all four of those guys to right. get bats for a year. There's a real opportunity for the Dodgers to get this guy. And, and for me, for them to add another right-handed bat in with Belly and, yes. and uh, Verdugo and Lux and Seager, I mean, yeah. it's a pretty good fit on paper. Well, and they lost out seemingly on a lot. Yes, this did. off season, like they would not be going after Mookie Betts if they would have cashed in on some of the guys. If they that they got were Garrett after. Cole, the, yeah, or, no or Strasburg, yeah. or uh, even some of the bats that were out there. Um, but this is a so it's like Plan B, right? We lost out on these guys. They need something. Like I, I. Why do they need something? Because they haven't won with what they have. Yeah, I, I think the they need something to put them over the top. I need something. I think they need something that can prevent them from Dave Roberts' bad decision making from last year. Like you know, they they, they you know, I, I seriously think now some of that decision making was on pitching, on the road in Houston. Okay, perhaps? yeah, I know, but <laughs> what I'm saying is that, and I tongue in cheek with Dave Roberts, I'm yeah. still pissed off at some of the decisions he made, okay, but yeah. they, I, I think that just one more bat puts them over the top. I mean, they already scored the most runs in the league. Yeah, add Mookie bats. I mean, but they didn't win. They didn't. They didn't. You're right. And for me, why why did that happen? It's on the bump. You know, we've talked about. Well, this Well, I a think bunch. it's in the manager's office. This is why it happened. Players make the manager look good. Decisions, good decisions, <laughs> makes a manager. Yeah. So the look good from the manager's perspective. If these guys just would have played a little oh, better. Oh come on. <laughs> anyway, I think that I think we're both in agreement. The Dodgers are probably the front runner in this. I agree. Yeah. Now, here's a question I'll ask you: Why are the Red Sox trading Mookie Betts? Why do they seemingly want to get out from underneath this guy? He is 27. He was an MVP not that long ago. He's got one more year. Why are the, the Red Sox so eager to trade Mookie Betts? I'll speculate. Okay. Um, the number out there right now is $400 million for a long-term deal. This is a 10, 12, 13-year deal. Um, perhaps they don't feel like they want to go there. Okay. Uh, the longer they wait for this uh, deal, the, the less package they get in return. So if they were to wait till July in the deadline, uh, they get one prospect less than they can get right now. Uh, and so that does matter. Um, and you're, you're looking for controllable players. So one more prospect for six years of control is quite valuable in the commodities business that is baseball. Um, the other, the, and, and that's just reality. So that's not what I'm speculating on. The speculation part is, is there something going on in the, in the room? Is there, is there a disconnect between the franchise and Mookie Betts? Like it, it just seems like there 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 was some rumblings at the end of the year when they weren't having success that you know maybe maybe one of the two parties isn't happy anymore. Um, so I don't know. It, uh, it it seems strange that you wouldn't want to do everything in your power as yeah. an organization to re up the golden boy. Like it's Mookie Betts. That's what like, I mean. MVP. It's like he's like big poppy, but. Small poppy. He's small poppy. Yeah, like he could. He has the smile, the how athleticism. About, how the about big poppy in the uh, Super Bowl commercial it. yesterday? Smart pack. Did you know he lived here? Smart pack. I love the accents on all them. <laughs> like, the, I want to pick name? up that the, accent. Uh, John Ryan. I don't think he has that strong of a wicked accent, does he? He was exaggerating, wasn't That's he? That's Oscar-winning performance. That was. That's yeah. level. And then Poppy is just awesome. uh, he pops out. It was so good. The garden. The garden? Yeah, I love it. I, I, that's one of my, that, that skit on Saturday Night yeah. Live with Rachel Dratch and Jimmy Fallon was, was one of the funniest. I'll tell did you, what. you, did you see that? They always had the camera, eh? Like, 
I want to go to Boston now and just kind of walk around, just hang just out. Just talk to people? No, yeah, that's all I want to do. How now. you doing? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, that's probably it. If anybody from Boston is watching or listening, they're probably like, you guys suck at uh, our accents. But and that's why I need to go to Boston to get better at it. Yeah. Um, we Some people say we have an accent in, in Canada. I don't think we do, but some people do. Well, we're about it. <laughs> about, yep. Um, you know what's a- funny? In college, dude, this, uh, this happened to me. So I, I live with Americans. I had some Canadians yeah. down there. And they would come up and like, let's be real, like North Dakota, Minnesota, like you ain't that far away from Canada, fellas. But, You're like an hour from the border. <laughs> but uh, I remember talking to my roommate and it had come up a few times. And Dino, I swear to you that I heard myself say a boot. Like I said it you like. You said it, a boot? And it's. It That's was, like a newfie thing, man. I'm telling you, like it came out and I was like, holy cow, you're right. We do say it like that. And I think we both. No, you say it. (laughs) I've never said I'm ootin' a boot. That's true. And they (laughs) over-exaggerate our accent. Yeah, of course they do. But if you heard it in that that context, you might also experience what I did. What's the one word Americans always think we say, um, like continually? Not sorry. A? A, that's it, yeah. Yeah. I do, I do find, I did find when I was uh, at Lollapalooza in like 1994 and they were all making fun, and then I started catching myself saying A. Yeah. So I do think we do say A a lot. Oh yes, we do. Yeah. Love it. We also have good baseball players. That's where I was going with this one. <laughs> uh, Justin Morneau, congratulations uh, to uh, the former twin. Uh, also, Blue Jay alumni Dwayne Ward, John Olerud, and Montreal-based Expo's legendary broadcaster Jacques Doucet on uh, their selections to the Canadian Baseball Hall of Fame. Um, we we just celebrated Larry Walker yeah. going into the Baseball Hall of Fame, Cooperstown. Huge. There's some uh, pretty important names for Canadian baseball on this list, whether you're Canadian or not. I mean, we remember John Olerud flirting with 400, right? And that the totally. special helmet that, that he wore, was, like he was a, a very important Blue Jay. That's a special summer in, in baseball history for this country. And um, that was right around the time that, you know, we talked to Coach Hubka about this. When the Blue Jays are doing really well, yeah. it inspires the sport to grow. And, and you know, it honestly does. And John Olerud was a part of that, that 400 Jays. That was 93, so I'm 12 years old. Dude, like that was a part of my summer yeah. is, is following that, tracking that, like loving it. That's a big reason. That's part of baseball. You know, you ask Jack Cookson from Pro-Am Sports, he loves the Kirk Gibson Dodger era, that guy. Yeah. Legendary <laughs> Dodger, Kirk Gibson. But you ask him about when the Blue Jays do well, their stuff, yeah. Blue Jays stuff sells really well. Like the playoffs a couple of years ago, yeah. they, well, they couldn't keep Blue Jays stuff in stock and and that it is very important for our country to have that just quickly john olerud flirts with 400 yep do you think we'll see somebody hit 400 in the next 10 years like how is that one of the almost impossible numbers to hit anymore just because of the way the game has changed yeah you're right uh great point that the game has evolved out out of the batting average and it's funny like yeah, it's fine to hit 220 and drop 25 home runs. And and I'll give you my pers- perspective on that. Yeah. You know, like if, if you're hitting in my seven, eight hole and that's what you're doing. Okay. Th- yeah. Great. Um, I don't think you stay up there for long. No. Nope. You know, you can survive. Not if you're a- not getting on base. Exactly. And, and you know, whether it's base hit or a walk, like walks aren't the same as hits. Yeah. Well, you're getting on base. And so they do pay you for OPS. Yes. So at 220, 
you have to really be getting on base at a 350 clip because yeah. you need to push 800 in the OPS. Otherwise, you're, you're sticking re- around. You're replaceable. Yeah. Because any, you're just a you're just a, a any, person. Yeah. Any yeah. incremental movement upward is a potential adjustment to the team's right. war, meaning more wins. So, um, I think the batting average is important in the sense that it 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 gives you an idea of the quality of at bats that you're having. Well, yeah, and listen, if you're hitting in like high th- threes, like you're an exceptional. It's it's yeah, it, you're, it tells you're getting you on you're base an like forty percent of the time. Quick question. Yes, you're sitting at a batting average of four oh one. I play the going next into day. the final game of the season. You play? Oh yeah. Do you know how much respect you would lose around the league if you oh, sat out, dude? Yeah. I mean, Ted Williams, this is Ted Williams. He yeah, did that. He that's played, what I mean. Got, what was he, two for six or three for six or something that day? And that's what people talk about still. They, they still, people yeah. still talk about that. Yeah. I mean, you're going out guns blazing, man. And that, like, that's a, you're a baseball player. It, you, it's a, you, can, you have to, play. how yeah. could you not play? You love the game. I, I, I mean, I'm playing. A, a, thankfully, or unthankfully, I never had to make that decision, but well, I'm playing, yeah. dude. Like, You'd play it, yeah. I, I would mean, too. I, like Pete you know, Rose, Pete Rose got one of my favorite quotes of all time. He'd walk through hell in a gasoline suit to play baseball. Yeah. You know, that's a gamer. He's, he would he, do that now just to be involved in yeah, baseball. Yeah. And that's a discussion for a different day, which he probably should be involved in baseball. Uh, maybe put that on the to-do list for yeah, one we'll, of we'll our next shows. put that on the list. Okay, uh, quickly, um, because we do have to get to our guest, but uh, you have a few more players uh, yeah. that are coming in. So it's been a really good week for you guys with the hair mask here, and you're trying to raise some money, and you've also been able to corral a few players. We have. Uh, pull it up here. We've got uh, Jesse Garcia uh, from the, the University, the Concordia University of Nebraska. Mm. Uh, it's an NAI program. I had a chance to to see this program play last spring in Tucson uh, when I went down there to do some scouting and recruiting. Uh, met their head coach, uh, really good guy. Coach Dupik's an awesome dude. Uh, actually, set this up with his assistant who. Uh, late in the fall, like Christmas time, signed signed. I think with the Twins actually. So maybe Coach Hubka knows mm-hmm. him, um, but moved on. So uh, he kind of quarterbacked this anyway. Jesse Garcia, uh, he'll he'll be a corner guy, probably mostly first base. Um, great kid, again, like they all are, right? Um, work ethic, uh, cage rat, weight room guy, um, loves the game. Uh, loves hitting balls hard. Mm-hmm. Dino, um, this kid's got special power and he was in, in, uh, I can't remember the exact name of this, like the youth long ball championship or home run derby. That was a production. Like there's a ton of kids at Marlins park in Miami mm-hmm. and I've got video. It's a really cool video. It's, it's too long to put out there. Um, dude, he was hitting balls like four fifty. You know, 380 in Marlins Park Jeez. from the like, and these balls are a lot like you're watching like a home run derby. I mean, this we might have to get like, this up on the YouTube channel. He was 17 at this. That's point. incredible. Um, you know, so I I I, I don't want to put too much pressure on him and pump his tires. He's a, he's a power hitting type player. If he catches one, it's gone. Yeah, uh, which is great for us. Good for your ballpark because yeah, you need you, to catch one. Yeah, to, you got to send gotta, it out. Yeah, get a hold of that. So. Um, you know, we see Jesse hitting in the middle of our lineup. Like I said, he's, he's a good kid. He, he loves the game, which, which I really love when I've talked to him and, and messaged with him. Uh, you could just feel that passion and he's a student of the game, which I really love as well. 
Um, so he's going into his sophomore year at, at Concordia University in Nebraska. Um, had really good power numbers as a freshman. And, you know, obviously he would love to increase those numbers. So would we. Uh, we're we're going to be really happy tracking him this spring. Okay. Uh, and I've got a, also a pitcher signed uh, from the Okanagan College. Nice. Uh, we had Coach White join us on yes. the podcast uh, a few episodes ago. Uh, this pitcher's name's Chris Wislow-Blocky. He is from uh, Toronto, Ontario. So we've got a Canadian kid coming in from the Okanagan College. You know what? Chris is a, a, a big body, uh, kind of a gamer mentality. And, and for me, when I get pictures from Coach White, we were roommates. We were teammates. I know what Coach White's all about. Um, and I know what his pitching staff's all about because I used to coach against him. Yeah. And, um, you know, Chris is one of those guys that steadily improved since day one of entering in college baseball. He's going to be a big part of their rotation. Uh, Okanagan College has a, a a bunch of arms that are, as the baseball players would say, dirty. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, fastball change up, a little breaking ball, works quick, get after you mentality. You'll see that presence on the mound. Um, you know, big body, like I said, and, and he's an attack mode guy, which I love. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're obviously recruiting uh, to find guys that want to challenge hitters and, and have them go sit down. Uh, and he's one of those guys. So I think he's going to be a great addition. He loves playing basketball. Nice. He's, he's teammates with Brendan Luther. He's a returning player. I think we maybe see them shoot some, shoot some hoops together and get, get some outside the game competition. And, cool. Uh, I'm looking forward to having him. Uh, you know, we, we want to stack our team up with competitive guys, and he is one of them. Awesome. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing the the new lineup uh, when it uh, when it finally takes yeah, shape. Me too. Like, uh, <laughs> you know, spring training starts like next week. Pitchers and catchers reporting. You're around the corner, and we're going to do something fun this year. We're going to have more of the details next week, but yeah. we just want to let everybody know. We're going to start a Prospects Baseball Show Fantasy Baseball League. Come and get it. Come and I get Dino. I am so pumped. Come and get Dino. Knock him down. We, Dude, you, are we going to be able to talk as freely then? Because now we're we're in competition. Well, that's going to be up to you. You know, I'm I'm always for the good of the show. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm a little bit more of a team player maybe in okay. that respect. I don't know. Maybe you're you want to keep all the good news well, to you, yourself. It's funny because a, a good friend of mine uh, that we we're in the same hockey draft, so. Uh, I told him about this idea. He's like, yeah, for sure. I'd love to be it. And I think he was the first winner of our contest back in the summer. Oh, for two yeah, tickets. yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so anyway, this friend of mine, uh, <laughs> he said he wanted to be in. And we were texting about like, okay, keep an eye on this yeah. guy. And I'm giving him, hey, I think this guy's an up and coming. You know, he's, he's a bounce back guy. You want to think about him. And then we, we met up last week and I was like, hey, look, you know, I don't, I don't know if I can be talking to you as freely as i as we used to about these things if you're going to be in this yeah. fantasy baseball league yeah our friendship might have to change because we're going to be competitors yeah uh no i'm looking forward to it uh we're going to try to do the draft at the the ballpark yeah. we've got a lot of good ideas we're gonna have a lot of fun yep uh so we'll have more news on that next week we'll have more details what we're gonna do but just to let you know uh, if you do want, if you are interested in being in the uh, prospects baseball show fantasy league uh, just uh drop us a line uh, you can email us at prospectsbaseballshow at gmail.com. That's uh, uh, prospectsbaseballshow at gmail.com. And you can uh, get in the game with us in the Prospects Baseball Show Fantasy League. Looking forward to that and looking forward to our uh, interview. Uh, so let's get to it right now.
Play ball! It's a great pleasure to welcome the head coach at the Prairie Baseball Academy to the Prospects Baseball Show here in Podcast Alley. We are speaking with Todd Hubka, uh, who is the head coach. Uh, Todd, thank you very much uh, for joining us on the show today. Um, I'm I'm just going to take a guess. Is it windy in Lethbridge today? We got a Chinook going. Oh, that's impressive. Yeah, I think we might be on the field again tomorrow. So, uh, you know, I, this is the only time of year that I don't mind the wind. So, I always wondered how many flags the city of Lethbridge would uh, would <laughs> go through in a uh, in a given year. But uh, I guess, uh, Todd, I'll let my uh, uh, wonderful co-host uh, start out the conversation with you, and uh, and we'll see what direction he wants to go. Jordan, where do you want to go first? Well, I just, uh, I really appreciate you coming on hub. Um, you know, I've got a ton of respect for you and, and I'm, uh, grateful that you able to join us today. I know you're busy getting ready for the college season. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about what that preparation is for you guys down in Lethbridge at the Prairie Baseball Academy. And, uh, you're maybe less than two weeks out from your first trip. Uh, what do you have the players doing right now to prepare, uh, to go down South? Yeah, you know what? We've been lucky the the last couple of weeks. We've had great weather down here, and and uh, you know, with a couple people that I know with uh, skidsters, we got rid of some snow on the field and uh, some warm weather, and and we've had a you know the good opportunity of, of being outside. So, you know, when we're outside, we're just trying to get as many live reps as we can, and and as many ground balls as we can, and uh, you know, leave the 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 defensive first and thirds and all that sort of thing for the indoor. Um, you know, that's usually where we're behind when we get down there is the, you know, just seeing the ball outside. So, uh, you know, every day off pitchers or off, off coaches and, you know, hack attacks are out there rolling out ground balls and just trying to get as much, as many reps in as we can. So. Todd, maybe let's uh, start with a little bit about your journey. Um, you know, did you grow up a diehard baseball guy? Where was hockey involved there, and, and what led you to the uh, the PBA? Yeah, like I, I think with a lot of young Canadians, you know, I I played hockey in the winter and and baseball in the summer, and you know, tried to play a, a few school sports, but um, you know, you know, any any hockey mom or dad or kid knows that it takes a Hockey takes a, a big part of the schedule, so it's hard to play those other sports. But, you know, growing up, I, I, I think I my first love would probably have been hockey. Um, and then as I got older and, uh, you know, turned about, I think I was 14 and uh, found out about American Legion baseball down here in the Fort McLeod Royals. We're starting an American Legion team, so um, which is a 16 to 18-year-old league. And, and, you know, I had the opportunity to make that team when I was 14, so. Um, and that's kind of when it started to, to turn towards baseball. It's just, um, you know, there wasn't really a, a, a big opportunity to to develop as a baseball player and, until the, that Legion program. Uh, I'm from Clarestome originally, so not from Lethbridge. So, you know, small town. And, um, you know, I, I was excited that, you know, Fort McLeod did that for us. And, uh, you know, and they still have a program today. So. So you, uh, you began your journey at PBA as an assistant coach and, and then uh, became the head coach uh, when, when Coach Kubitschek uh, left. Um, Todd, tell me what it was like to, to get your first coaching job at the college level and, and you know, maybe what, 
what's transpired since then, how, how you've grown as a coach and, and how you convey that message maybe a little bit differently now. Yeah. You know, I, 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 I basically, I, I was playing at, a, uh, I can't remember how old I was now, but I, in the Saskatchewan major baseball league for Hawaiian pronghorns and coach Kubasek just finished the first year at Prairie baseball. And they, they had a team that they threw, uh, threw into the, Saskatchewan Major Baseball League, the, the Coldale Gophers is what their name was, you know, later become the Lethbridge Bulls. And, you know, Coach Kubasek saw how I played the game and, and you know, my work ethic and everything like that. And, and I had an interview with him and, uh, you know, at the beginning of August of, uh, man, I think that was 98, 97, 98, something like that. And, uh, you know, he, he thought I'd be a good fit for the program and what the program needed. And, you know, that was my journey as a coach. And, um, you know, as any young coach, you go into it thinking, you, you know, you know just about everything there is to know. And, um, you know, as, as you move along in your, your younger years, you, you realize that there's uh, a lot to learn and, 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 you know, develop as a coach. And, you know, and just as much, I mean, the mental part of it on, you know, think on your feet quick and uh, situations and everything. and um, and, you know, Coach Kubasek was a great mentor for me to uh, to learn under and, and become, you know, who I am today, which I, you know, I feel I am a pretty good coach. So who was um, who was the was was Larry Walker, the guy that as a Canadian you kind of looked up to um, and in your kind of youth and you kind of mentioned uh, 97. Well, that was a pretty important year. Um, you know, was he the guy, was there somebody else? And and I asked because now that Larry Walker is in the hall of fame, I wonder what kind of an impact this might have on, on future baseball players, but who was the guy that you looked at when you were a young guy? Hmm. Man, that's a good question. I, you know, Larry Walker was too close to my age really to, to, you know, can, like like I said, I was probably 23 years old, and and like you know, when did Larry start start in the league? Like 1990? Am I out to lunch there, guys? No, like, probably I'm, I'm a little bit after that. Just a little bit right around. A little bit after that, probably. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, like you know, following with the the Montreal Expos, and then uh, you know, on to to Colorado. Like it was, you know, yeah, Larry was a big part, but I, you know, I I, I still think it, you know. For baseball to grow in this country, you know, for professional teams, it was the Expos. And, you know, for us Westerners, you know, it was the Toronto Blue Jays. And, you know, the better the Blue Jays do, even though if you're not a Blue Jay fan, the better they do, the it, it seems to uh, uh, spike up the numbers in, in youth baseball. And, you know, even three years ago or however long that was when the Blue Jays went on their runs there, you know, at least down here in Lethbridge, like the spike in baseball, you know, people that wanted to participate went up. So, uh, you know, it's funny how a professional team can do that. And I'm sure, you know, basketball is mm-hmm. in Canada is, is in the same boat where, you know, all of a sudden now there's a lot more basketball players. So, so uh, that, that's really good insight. Uh, and I, I totally agree. I, I feel like I've seen the same things when the Blue Jays were on their run. It was baseball fever um, at, at all levels, you know, at the, at the highest, like high school level, but, but where you see it is, is the, the youngest kids, the parents and, and the kids are willing to try the sport out. And the more kids that try it, the, the more opportunity they have to stay in the game. And that bodes well for guys in your position at the college level. Cause perhaps you'll end up with 
a bigger pool of talent to recruit from. Uh, and speaking of recruiting, um, I'm interested to hear what what kind of players are are you looking for as a recruiter, um, as a head coach at Prairie Baseball Academy? What are some of the things that interest you as a recruiter when you're looking for players? Well, you know, with the position we're in, Jordan, you know, you uh, you, you kind of got to look under rocks to find, you know, talent with, you know, with the academies, the high school academies in, in Alberta and, and, you know, the peer pressure that's on them to send kids to the U.S. on scholarships. And, you know, so a lot of times we don't get the uh, the developed kids. So, you know, we're always looking, you know, if, if we're going to talk pitching, we're looking for that, you know, six one to six four type guy that that's lean and and uh, athletic that you know that his arm hasn't developed yet, and you know we try to uh, take that kid and develop him. You know, with with the, you know the throwing and a weight program, and and hopefully in a year they they become, uh, you know what what we need to win championships, and you know that's it. It works for us, and you know the. If you if you if you have a crappy work ethic, you're not going to survive at Prairie Baseball Academy. You know that's I can tell you that it's um, and that goes right back to the Coach Kubasek days of um, you know blue collar type mentality and you know fight for everything that you have and and you know to this day we still believe in uh, you know in his belief that that's how you win and and like I said we don't get the the cream and you know a lot of times we have to develop. Uh, which is fine by us. Is it almost sounds like you would rather have the type of player that maybe doesn't have the top talent, but is going to work harder to improve and become a better player than the really talented player that you have to push and prod. Yeah, you know, I'll take talent. I'm not telling you I'm not going to take talent, <laughs> but you know, I'm just telling you what kind of you know for the most part that's the type of kid we get here and. You know, yes, have we been blessed to have some very talented kids come through our program? You know, we had our Hall of Fame this last weekend, and we inducted, you know, Justin Mulliken, and um, that was a pretty talented kid. So, uh, you know, yes, we take talent, but it's, you know, we get it. We have to, uh, we we just have to develop more than other, you know, college programs have to, and and you know that's that's how we survive and and win. So. I, uh, I have some respect for that. I know what that's all about. Uh, it's similar to what my journey was at, at VIU and with the VIBI program. Todd, what, what's changed, uh, since your first, when, since you first got to PBA, you know, what, what's, what's evolved since the late nineties, early two thousands to where we're at today, you know, maybe in, in the style of baseball, but also in, in, uh, how players react and, and how you coach the players. Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, you know, I, I think in the in the '90s or whatever, it, it was still uh, it didn't matter what type of coach you were. There was, uh, I feel like there was just respect there. Where I think as you as we move, you know, into 2020 here, um, you know, and, and I think a lot of it has to do with the internet and and you know what these what these kids are you know, they can punch in a button on hitting or throwing or whatever. And, you know, they can look at swings and, uh, you know, all night. And, and, you know, as a coach, you, you know, you got to stay on top of things 
and you know the lingo that's everyone using you know today with and and if you don't change in your style of coaching when it you know it comes to uh to the kid of today then you know i you're just not going to survive so yeah that's a good question well, so much has changed. The athlete uh, has definitely changed. Yeah. Uh, no more can you just tell them to go do something. They want to know why, and you know they want to be involved uh, in the process. You also do um, uh, some scouting for the Minnesota Twins. Um, you know, maybe a little bit about what that's like, and and are you looking for the same qualities in those players for the Twins as you are for your baseball team? Yeah, you know what? I, I, I had the opportunity, you know, to Walt Burroughs uh, called me, um, you know, last summer uh, and asked if I was interested to help him out. And, I mean, I, of course, I'm going to say yes to him. I, you know, in my opinion, I, I feel that um, he has, you know, he's been involved in scouting for, I mean, ever since I've been at Prairie Baseball Academy. And, and uh, you know, I feel he's one of the, the best scouts in Canada. and you know, to learn under uh, someone like Walt, um, you know, and it's just a, a different aspect of coaching to, to the scouting part of it, right? Like, it, um, and it, I mean, he taught me so much. And I mean, it's, and it is different. I mean, you know, you, you it, and Walt said it, he goes, I, if the kid doesn't have work ethic, the Minnesota Twins don't want him. And, you know, they want the kid that, you know, when they're over 20 and it's 120 Fahrenheit down in, in Arizona, you know, um, are they going to keep pushing forward and, and not fold? And, you know, character is a big thing with Walt. And, um, you know, and, and that's, you know, that's a question he asked me about any of my players. That's the first thing that comes out of his mouth, you know, when, you know, asking about one of my guys and, uh, you know, that's, that's interesting to look at for the draft. So. Yeah, the the work ethic is definitely you know with the Minnesota Twins anyway is very important. So, but uh, it sounds like the Twins uh, have done the right thing here to to bring you on board, uh, Hob. You you definitely embody the uh, what character means and and what you bring to the sport and and baseball in Southern Alberta and now in Alberta and also in the CCBC. So. Uh, it, it'll be fun to watch what the twins are able to do with some of the kids in Canada that you get a chance to take a look at. And, um, yeah, having characters, a huge deal. So I, I think that'll be easy for you to recognize. Um, PBA's had a lot of success, uh, in the CCBC. Um, unfortunately for me, I was a part of a lot of your success. We ended up losing that championship game to you a couple of times and, um, you know, it's never easy to stay on top because everybody's gunning for you. And, and you guys had a, I think it was five in a row that you put together. Um, correct me if I'm wrong on that. And, and the, the question here seven, is seven in a row, George. Seven, my bad. I was trying to sell you short yeah. a little bit there. <laughs> um, <laughs> what enabled you guys to maintain that level of excellence? What allowed you to do it year in, year out for seven years, coach? You know what? I, I, I think a lot of it had to do with the the way the you know the new kids, the freshmen coming in every year to our program, like and, and you know to this day, no, you know, last year we, we had an off year and and for whatever reason, and but you know 
it's the players. They hold each other accountable. And it's at Prairie Baseball Academy, if you don't win the last game of the year, it's a disappointing year. And the kids buy into that and they understand that. And, you know, is that pressure? Yeah, probably. But, you know, uh, that's what the coaches expect. And, you know, and it's, we talk about it all the time. It's, we don't hide it. It's, you know, if you're not going to give a hundred percent, then you're not going to play. And, um, it's, you know, and we, and, and on top of that too, we've had some very talented teams too. Like it's, um, you know, we've been blessed with some, some very talented kids and hard work ethic kids to, and good leadership from the bunch to, uh, to do as well as we've done and you know and, and hopefully this year we can get back on track and and you know play for a championship here in Lethbridge in May so well you you have uh, a WCBL team down there you have a WCBL team up here and scattered across uh, the, the province and um, a couple of provinces how important and, and what are leagues like the WCBL um, you know how do they work in connection with your program and and things like that uh, because we're starting to find out there's a lot of different people that depend on this league that we're talking about the WCBL for players and, and development how do you guys work in concert yeah you know what I there's there's kids in our program that you know aren't quite ready for uh to play in that summer league and you know they end up going home and playing for uh you know, a junior team or, you know, a men's team. But I, I think it's, you know, with another expansion team coming in and, and you know, I can see that league growing to, uh, to a, you know, I, I think it's what, who's taking off this year, Yorkton and, and Melville are out, right? Yeah. And, you know, Sylvan Lake's coming in next, not this year, but next year. And I can see, you know, it, it growing where um, you're going to need more Canadians uh, playing in that league and, and I do believe there's a lot of uh, in the CCBC there's a lot of good players on all the teams and uh, and I think our league gets overlooked sometimes and you know someone will go down into the state somewhere and grab a you know a, a division 2 NAI type you know sophomore junior type kid that you know that that there's a lot better players in our league than you know some of the players that these teams are getting. And, and I, I think as our league continues to grow and, 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 uh, you know, play the U S schools and show how good our, our league is, it's, it's, it's just going to be beneficial for, you know, the summer league. So. Well, yeah, the, uh, the Lethbridge bulls have had uh, a ton of good players from the PBA program over the years. And, and I've experienced that firsthand as a former player. And then, as a coach, and I had the chance to coach against you with the Bulls and a coach against you when you were obviously at PBA and I was at VIU. Um, and you're right, there's a ton of Canadian kids uh, that, that do get overlooked, that they can play the game, and they and a lot of times they, they bring that, what I like to call that third-line grinder mentality and that work ethic and that determination and that will to win and you know, playing for something. And I think that's really important for our league to continue to bring in Canadian players, especially the kids that stick around Canada and play in some of these really good programs um, like the PBA Academy. Um, what do you think PBA has meant to the baseball community, Todd, um, in general? You know, I've got, you know, my opinions on that. 
Uh, but you're inside the walls there. You're you're in the grind. You're 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 in the weight room with the guys. You're doing all that kind of stuff. What does PBA mean to baseball in Alberta? You know, it's funny. We just uh, this is you know we're in our 25th year here, and we uh, we had our banquet on the on the weekend, and and we inducted six people into that. And uh, you know, it was Coach Kubasek, Rick Castle, Doug Jones, Keith Jorgensen. Uh, Larry Nolan, and of course, Dustin Mulliken. And um, I, I wish we would have recorded what they had to say in, in uh, you know, being inducted into our Hall of Fame um, and how far our program has come in, in 25 years. And it was from people like them that, you know, why we're successful. And um, I truly believe that the Prairie Baseball Academy, you know, there is no Okotoks Academy. There is no Badlands. There is no Vauxhall. Um, you know, the prospects, unfortunately, um, uh, or this year anyway, you know, took a year off or whatever. But I, you know, it's, I think PBA is, is for Alberta baseball, it has made it grow to, uh, to what it is today. And, and, you know, it's, and, you know, John Eric Candy and Coach Kubasek were real good friends when, uh, when the, the PBA first started. And, uh, you know, I know John picked, uh, Coach Kub's brain a lot. And, you know, that's why the Okotoks Dogs were called the, sorry, back then it wasn't the Okotoks Dogs, but the, I, I believe it was the, the Calgary Dogs. And, you know, John took that name because of the, the, the PBA and, and, um, and, you know, hats off to Okotoks. I, I mean, they, they run an awesome program up there. And, and, and so it has the Badlands and, and hats off to Vauxhall, too. They're um, outstanding programs for the high school kids. And, and I truly believe without Prairie Baseball Academy, those programs are, are not here today. Well, we're glad uh, they all are, and we were glad you could join us on the program, Todd. Uh, thank you so much for being a part of the show and uh, continues, continued success uh, with uh, PBA. Hopefully the, the weather keeps the Chinooks going down there and you guys get out on the field soon. Yeah. Well, I appreciate it guys. And, uh, uh, go prospects other than, you know, when they're down here <laughs> playing the bowl. So yeah, I, get, I didn't get a chance to get to this hub and, and uh, I wanted to say this from me, man, you meant a lot to me over the years, hub, especially when I got into the coaching game as a young guy, um, you were always there to chat and talk about ideas and, um, you know, gave me some insight into what works for you guys, what might work for us out on the island. And, uh, I've never forgot that. I really appreciate what you did for me when I was a young coach, just like I appreciate you today. I love our chats. I appreciate your take on things. And I always look forward to, uh, shooting the shit with you, my man. You too, George. It's uh, always a pleasure talking to you. You know that it's, it's our conversations usually end up being about an hour and a half. So, um, <laughs> You know, it, it's fun just talking baseball and, and uh, you know, learning from each other. That's what it's about. That's what coaching is, right? You, it's, uh, it's not what you know. It's what you learn from everyone else that makes you, you know, grow as a coach. And, and you know, hats off to you too, man. I've learned a lot from you too. So, um, like I said, good luck to you guys up, you know, going into the year this year. And, and uh, I look forward to seeing you guys down the road. All right, Hub, thanks a bunch, man. Have a good day. All right, take it easy, guys.
Let's get back to the action. This is the Prospects Baseball Show. Uh, that was a really fun conversation uh, with, uh, obviously, a guy who's doing some really good things for uh, baseball in Alberta and beyond. And uh, it's kind of going to wrap things up for us on uh, the Prospects Baseball Show. But I, I have to revisit that sweet pink salad uh, that you've got going. And maybe you can give our listeners and our viewers just one more reminder about what's going on with it. Yeah, you know what? Uh, it's the children's wish. Uh, it's called the Hair Massacre. Mm-hmm. A little play on words it there. It, uh, it boils down to this. It's in support of uh, focusing on children with cancer and life-threatening medical conditions. Uh, it's about bringing some smiles. Um, so our ability as the Edmonton Prospects Baseball Club to, to get on board, uh, you know, I get my hair pinked out. We'll, we'll get it sh- shaved off at West Ed on the 21st. Homer is with me on this journey. Um, we had an awesome day at MC College downtown Edmonton yeah. yesterday. We got pinked out. I got to throw a shout out to my hairdresser, Jenna. Did a great job. Good Appreciate job, your time. Um, it was a lot of fun. Do you know there's a lot of people there? Uh, it's a great cause, like I said. So you can check us out on the Edmonton Prospects Twitter feed, the Instagram feed, and Facebook. There'll be a link to the donation page. Uh, we've got a goal we're looking towards achieving. Uh, we're we're on the way. We've had a couple of donations so far. And then also, you know, you know what? If you follow us on the socials, you're going to see some cool content coming out. Uh, and, and that gives you an idea of where we're going as a program mm-hmm. in the social world. Uh, and the Hair Massacre is an opportunity for us to introduce our, our digital presence uh, for a great cause too. So uh, like I said, Homer's with me on this one. Uh, and we're really excited. You know what, Dina, it, it feels good to, to try and help. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's important, uh, and baseball is a kid's game, man. So we're helping kids. It's uh, perfect fit. It's awesome. Uh, good, good stuff on you. The color looks good. Yeah. All the money raised will look even better. Yeah. That's going to wrap things up for us. Big thanks to Todd Hubka from Prairie Baseball Academy in Lethbridge for joining us. Uh, really enjoyed that conversation. Looking forward to more shows, uh, spring training just around the corner. So we're all excited about that. Thank you very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, we hope you subscribe uh, if you do like it and leave us a review. It really helps us to uh, plan the show and uh, use what you like and don't use what you don't like. And if you'd like to join the show as an advertiser, please email us prospectsbaseballshow at gmail. Dot com. That's it. Only one more thing to do. You know what it is. Ban the shift. <laughs> it's gone. It's a grand slam. And that's the ball game.